Today's episode of the Sports Headline Show is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? Well, with HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy home cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Guys, look, as someone who loves chicken and trying to get healthier by the day, I really, really enjoy their chicken taco salad that they have listed on their menu right now. It's one of my favorite items that they are currently providing right now. So make sure you guys go to the link, click to the link in the description on podcasting platforms and on YouTube and go over to HelloFresh. You guys will get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Again, guys, an $80 discount, including free shipping on your first box. The link and the promo code will be down in the description. Please, guys, this offer is limited. So please go over, click the link in the description, and, you know, let's get back to today's episode. Listening to the most authentic place in sports. It's the Sports Headline Show. Here are your hosts, Sean Davis and Warner Sanker. Welcome back into the Sports Headline Show. I am Warner Sanker. I will be hosting today's episode. And today's episode is one of the most exciting teams this coming season. The number 13 team in the NFL for our preseason power rankings, the Arizona. Cardinals, led by for, former first-round pick Kyler Murray. And after exciting trades for DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt, they are basically uh, the good old Texans roster. But uh, in all seriousness, the Cardinals are our next team here in our preseason uh, power rankings. And uh, there, there's a few reasons why they're, they're so high, and it's because obviously the talent on this roster. Um, but first to start off of with what talent they lost um, in the offseason, they lose Kenyon Drake to the Raiders. Uh, Dan Arnold, Larry Fitzgerald is currently a free agent pending retirement. Hassan Reddick, who was a big producer for him last year, uh, leaves town. Patrick Peterson, now on the Vikings, uh, leaves town, but they bring in a whole lot of people like they oh my goodness they they bring in James Conner from Pittsburgh they bring in AJ Green from Cincinnati they bring in Rodney Hudson from Oakland JJ Watt of course uh Chandler Jones comes back off of missing most of the season Malcolm Butler comes in Robert Alford missed a lot of the season and Dark Lesnard so three corners a linebacker an edge player a D lineman now with JJ Watt he's not necessarily that edge anymore uh, and then they bring in offensive line help, running game help, and receiver help. Not to mention they draft Zayvon Collins and Rondell Moore in the first few rounds of the draft. So uh, going from 8-8 eight and eight in 2020, they are looking to um, have a breakout campaign for this, this squad this year. And it's going to rely on their former first-round pick out of Oklahoma, Kyler Murray. And um, – if he can take the next step here and become bona fide t- top 10 quarterback, then they're going to be looking very, very good um, in terms of their offense, at least, because when the quarterback um, comes together, then 
the the team will come together. Uh, right now, Kyler Murray is ranked number nine, right behind Lamar Jackson, right ahead of Baker Mayfield here in our quarterback rankings. Um, you know, it's he's he's got a. He's got to become more more proficient uh, in his reads and and throwing over the middle of the field and medium and 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 um, lower routes. I'll, I'll link an article that Sean wrote on Kyler, but uh, it, it was he made a really good point bringing in analytics and stats into his argument of what this Cardinals team needs to do this this next year. Um, and it's mostly it mostly relies on Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury from an offensive point, um, but. Um, Solid running back. They've got Colt McCoy behind him and Chris Strebler. Uh, you know, you're not too excited about that. Although Kyler Murray has had a little bit of trouble injury wise. He's had a left shoulder problem, some leg problems. And so Colt McCoy can come in and, and you know, do what Colt McCoy does. You know, he, he's, he's all right. He's, he's a, he's a, he's a low end backup. Um, he, you know, if, if Murray goes down, Cole McCoy is not going to bring you to the playoffs. And, and I think the Cardinals know that you know, the only reason why Cole McCoy is there is so that they can play spoiler to, to uh, some guys in the division, because really all four teams in this division could make the playoffs and win a playoff game. And um, that is, that, that's just, that's just plain old facts. Um, moving on to the running back room uh, for the Cardinals, they have of course brought in James Conner, but um, he will likely be the second back for for this team, um, just because of uh, of the guy they got going now and Chase Edmonds. Um, Edmonds is uh, going to head out this running back room, which is going to actually rank last in the league. Um, and and you know it's because Edmonds is you know, a quick elusive back, but he doesn't have much, if any, power to him. He's more of a receiving threat. And uh, James Conner, you know, is a number two back. So when you have two of these number two backs, uh, you're not looking to um, really, you know, you're not going to have a top backfield in the league. But luckily for Arizona, um, especially because of the scheme they run, they do not rely heavily on running back play. Um, they've got Eno Benjamin at running back number three. Um, along with uh, Jonathan Ward, Tavian uh, Feaster, I believe is how you say that um, as well. But where it really, really gets good and where they actually rank the highest out of all of the offensive position groups is their group of skilled players, receivers and tight ends. Um, they come in ranking fifth in the league, uh, headed out by DeAndre Hopkins, of course, um, they bring in A.J. Green. They have Christian Kirk in the slot, drafting Rondale Moore. Uh, they have depth pieces as well. Um, behind those guys, Keyshawn Johnson, Andy Isabella, Greg Dortch, Antoine Weasley, A.J. Richardson, and Andre Bacciella, or Bacchiella. Um, they have a really, really deep um, receiving core. And, and you know, it, it's not just like they have a, a one and a two and then they've got, you know, six guys that are, you know, or five guys that are, you know, replacement level starters or backups. They've got Christian Kirk, who's a bona fide slot receiver, who's, you know, has, has had to play outside because Larry Fitzgerald has been taking up that roster spot um, in recent years. But he is a really, really good slot receiver. 
They also draft Rondell Moore, who can play outside or in the slot. He's just a freak athlete. He does have injury concerns, but boy, when he's on the field, he's making plays left and right. And he's he's huge. He's really built for a guy of his height being in uh, you know far below six feet. They have Max Williams, who's a good you know possession, move the chains, chains gonna block uh, tight end over there. Um, who, who, can, who can be a solid TE1, uh, as well as Demetrius Harris, Ross Travis, Dar, uh, Dar, Darrell Daniels, um, et al. Um, you know, you're not, you're not looking at any special talent here at the tight end position, but when you've got DeAndre Hopkins, uh, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, and Rondell Moore, you're, you're, you're fine with that. You just need, you know, a guy like Max Williams who's going to be a good blocker and is going to, you know, move the chains for you. He doesn't need to stretch the ball downfield. And then you have Chase Edmonds, um, who is a very, very good receiving back. Um, he's going to, he's going to, you know, cook some linebackers and, uh, and, and, you know, if God forbid he gets a D lineman on him, he's a guy who can really create after the catch and, and more importantly, he's not going to drop these balls that, that he gets thrown to him. Uh, they also have J- um, James Conner, of course, you know, Benjamin. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're, they're not really what you're looking for in terms of the receiving game. Um, that, that's all. That's all Chase Edmonds there. On the offensive line, they, you know, they bring in Rodney Hudson, which is huge uh, for him. So he's going he's gonna to really – center that offensive line he's he's still a top center in the game despite his age um and and he's going to just be like the glue for this team that has dj humphreys at left tackle kelvin beach in at right tackle and justin Pugh in one of the guard spots now with rodney hudson their weak point is brian winters who is a replacement level a starter yes but he's in a uh, less than premium position at right guard. You've got two good tackles and and Humphreys and Beecham, and then you have Rodney Hudson, who is you know perennially a top three center in the league up there with guys like Corey Lindsley of the Chargers, and um, you know um, uh, for Linder of the uh, of the Jags. So um, you've got you've got really solid linemen, and then depth wise. Um, on the line, you you're you're looking you know, really 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 solid. They draft Josh Jones, who's a just a beast of a man at 6'5", 319. Last year in the third round out of Houston, um, you have Michael Michael Manet as well. But then um, at at guard on the interior, you really have some nice depth pieces um, there. You've got um, you've got. Joshua Miles, Justin Murray, uh, Coda Martin, Sean Harlow. You've got guys that can um, step in in a pinch. And, you know, Murray can play about as good as Brian Winters can. Um, you know, Josh Jones, Kelvin Beecham's getting up there in age. He can slide into right tackle and, and definitely play well for this team. And um, I, I think that's, you know, they've got the 20th rank in the league, but um, it's definitely a rank that, their ceiling is is you know close to the top fifteen or top ten, probably right around twelve to fifteen. If if these guys all play play their best and stay healthy and stay on the field, I think I think the Cardinals are really poised for um, a breakout season. It's gonna it's gonna rely on this offensive line because if the if you have better line play, you're going to be able to open up the running game, which is gonna help the passing game because the offense isn't gonna be 
sending out nickel and dime packages all the time because you can't run the dang ball. It's going to be helping Kyler Murray in terms of time uh, needed to deliver an accurate ball down the field, but also health-wise because, yeah, if he runs out of time, he can scramble around and still deliver an accurate ball. But the more he scrambles, the more likely it is he takes a hit or a shove or trips or runs the ball and then, and you know, slides and, you know, takes an elbow to the knee while a DB is trying to get out of the way. And, and you're, it's just he's going to get banged up uh, in a 17-week schedule as well. Uh, adding that extra week, that's going to that's gonna end up costing him um, playing time because he's going to get banged up. He's shown it in the past. And adding that extra game in, if this offensive line cannot play well, then um, you're looking at a potentially banged up Kyler Murray. And um, that's, that's not going to bode well for, for anybody. In terms of coach-wise, I like to rip on Cliff Kingsbury because I think he's a lousy head coach. But one thing he's good at is calling a successful game plan, especially with Kyler Murray uh, and his and his skill set. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is going to rank uh, just behind Greg Roman and just ahead of Clint Kubiak at number 15 in the league in terms of offensive play callers. And, and I think that's right where he is. He's about an average, he's a midline play caller who's going to, you know, He's going to get you through a season. Uh, he's not necessarily going to scheme up, you know, breakout years for his quarterbacks or his receivers. And, and um, you know, he doesn't run that that super, super scheme uh, in, in terms of the McVay-Shanahan-LaFleur scheme. But, um, I mean, he's, he's a really, really good uh, offensive coordinator in terms of um, – the way he pushes the ball down the field with, with Kyler Murray and, and Kyler's good at it. Cliff likes to do it. We saw it with Patrick Mahomes at Texas tech and all the passing yards Mahomes racked up, even though they weren't any good and he had a below 500 record, he can still call in a, a, a capable offensive game plan. And I think that's, you know, it, that's, that's what you need out of your head coach. I, I guess. Um, but the air raid scheme, I think is going to bode really well for this team with Deandre Hopkins A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson, and the list goes on. Um, I think I think they're going to really thrive there, but it really gets intriguing for this team when you get to defense, especially the pass rush, because you've got Chandler Jones, who's been you know approaching twenty sacks a few few seasons in the in the last or a few times in the last few seasons. You trade for J.J. Watt. Um, you have Marcus Golden, who's going to replace. Hassan Reddick, uh, you got Jordan Phillips in the interior as well. So you run out of nickel package and you have those four guys there, you can have a really, really successful pass rush headlined by Jones, who's going to probably get between 14 and 17 sacks again. Uh, J.J. Watt could be approaching, you know, 8 to 11. Uh, Jordan Phillips is going to get get in the backfield, Marcus Golden as well. Um, so you've got guys that can definitely rush the passer and you've got, you've got some depth too, as well. Um, in terms of, in terms of edge players, um, you've got, what's his name? Devon Kennard, um, Dennis Gar, uh, Gardeck. Um, you've got Kyle Flitz, not to be confused with Kyle Pitts, um, different position fellas, but also Zach Allen um, in the interior, uh, along with Jack Crawford, Marcus Hunt, uh, Leaky Fotu, Rashad Lawrence, Corey Peters. You've got guys that can step up on the, in the inside and, um, and produce uh, for this team. 
Um, in terms of the run game, against the run game, I mean, you've got – so you've got Golden, of course. You've got Jones on the edge. They're going to, you know, they're not going to play great against the run, but um, they're, they're going to kind of hold it down where they are. Uh, Marcus Golden isn't great against the run, but Chandler Jones is pretty solid against the run. But um, you're, you're really looking – forward to kind of how they piece together this this backside um of course you have jj watt who's going to be a stable against the run he's just really solid uh defensive lineman um you've got you know jordan phillips leaky photo lucky photo richard lawrence uh xavier williams and then uh, zach allen all potential rotational pieces um to fill out the rest of the defensive line but here's where you're really looking at you have zavin collins you have jordan hicks but you also have this guy that you drafted in the first round last year who uh, ran a 4-3-9 and is also six foot four and basically a linebacker safety hybrid. And that is Isaiah Simmons. Um, he's going to be roaming all around the field. Devondre Campbell really took a lot of playing time from him last year, but I think he breaks out this year and he's going to be making plays left and right um, in the backfield and, and deep in, in your own territory on a deep ball. I think uh, you have Zayvon Collins, obviously. They were looking to ship off Jordan Hicks, who's a, you know athletic cover linebacker first. And then, of course, Isaiah Simmons. You've got three really, really nice linebackers. And if these if this team wants to run a 3-3-5 in a nickel set, I'm perfectly fine with that because if you've got a third and 11, they're not going to run the ball. And you've got you know three pretty good cover linebackers as well as your secondary with five DBs in it. And you've got guys that can bring pressure like JJ Watt, Marcus Golden, um, and, and um, Chandler Jones. So um, I, I think you're really looking forward to what you have at linebacker, especially with the youth you have in Simmons and Collins. And you have uh, Tanner Vallejo as well behind him that can step in in a pinch. Um, you, you've got, you know, you don't have much depth, but you have the three guys that are really going to be staples uh, in that saving Collins, Isaiah Simmons, and Jordan Hicks, um, because, you know, Hicks hasn't been moved yet. So you've got to assume he's going to play for them. And then in the secondary, this is where you have some questions. And uh, outside of Buda Baker, you drafted Byron Murphy, I believe, in the second round a few years ago. He's likely going to play uh, some nickel. Um, he's a pretty big dude. At I believe six two, but um, he'll probably be their you know rotational corner there. You've got Dark West Denard who can play some slot, I guess. Um, Malcolm Butler uh, could also move into the slot, and Robert Alford as well. But you're missing that you know number one corner who you know doesn't have to be that alpha dog who's who's not going to let anybody catch the ball when they're lined up against them. But you know. He, James Bradbury. I mean, I, I compared it. I compared him to him in the Vikings episode. Um, you know, you, you're lacking that you know guy who who can be a number one corner for you and headline a solid um, defense or solid secondary. And you don't you just don't have that. And Malcolm Butler, or Byron Murphy, or Robert Alford. Um, and and I think that's where it's gonna that's where they're gonna be hurt. Um, in terms of depth. They have, you know, solid depth pieces uh, in the secondary at corner. Uh, you've got, you know, 
Daryl Woolley, Picasso Nelson, Nelson, yeah, Nelson, Jace Whitaker, Marco Wilson, Tay Gowen. You've got guys. I mean, you've got guys who can who can play. You just don't have that number one um, corner that that every playoff team wants to have. And and yeah, you've got a really solid pass rusher in JJ Watt and an elite pass rusher in Chandler Jones. But um, is that going to be enough? That's that's the question there. Linebackers can only do so much. Good news is for the secondary, they have a pretty solid safety duo in Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Baker obviously got a massive contract extension. Um, Jalen Thompson is a solid player. And then behind them, you've got uh, Sean Williams. <laughs> I mean, you've got like you got like three guys who can fill in for Thompson in a bench. You've got Sean Williams, um, Deontay Thompson, and Chris, Chris bon, uh, Bonjo as well. So you've got guys that can uh, come in, even say like a James Wiggins. Um, you've got guys that can come in and play, you know, and play replacement level football for Jalen Thompson um, here towards the back end of, of the secondary depth wise. But um, overall, I think I left the, um, the rankings on, but overall uh, for the Cardinals, they have the number seven overall pass rush, number 19 secondary, number 12 linebacker group, um, the number 30, uh, 30 run defense, and the number 27 um, rank in terms of defensive coaching and scheme, leading to a 78.02 uh, right ahead of the Jets and Vikings who are tied um, at 77.88 and just behind the Giants with 78 and a half ranking in terms of defense. Um, moving on to their strengths and their weaknesses as a, as a team, um, obviously strength, um, you, you, Kyler Murray, he's a, he's a strength. He's a dynamic uh, quarterback. He can run, he can pass. He's probably the second best running quarterback in the league behind Lamar Jackson and pass wise, He's probably 12, 13, 14 um, for him. I, I think definitely a top 10 quarterback, and he can solidify himself as a top 10 guy um, this season. But you've got your, your dynamic quarterback. You've got really, you know, dynamic receivers as well. You've got all sorts of skill sets. You've got the do-it-all in DeAndre Hopkins. You've got the big target in A.J. Green. Um, he's not what he used to be, but he's still six foot four. He hasn't shrunk. And then you've got the, the quick, twitchy guys in Christian Kirk, and uh, Rondell Moore, you've got just straight line speed and Andy Isabella. You also have pretty good pass protection, which is key for an air raid offense. Um, uh, I mean, you if you have Josh Jones, who you drafted in the first or second round last year, as your third best tackle, I mean, you're you're looking you're looking pretty good. Um, obviously, he's a a project um, tackle. I think he was a third round pick. If I'm remembering correctly, but um, he's he obviously wasn't going to start hop in right away. Yeah, it was a third round pick out of Houston, but um, he's still a, he's still a solid, solid uh, tackle. And, and if he's your third tackle, you're looking beautiful in terms of starting tackles, because you know, they're better than Josh Jones. Otherwise, why would they be starting? But also in terms of depth there as well. Um, I think I think you can call their pass rush a strength uh, just because of Chandler Jones and JJ Watt. Marcus Golden isn't that bad in his own right, um, but I think uh, 
and, and of course the linebackers. I mean, you've got you've got linebackers that can play safety um, and Isaiah Simmons and even maybe even Jordan Hicks, but you've got speed, athleticism, and instincts in the linebacking core, and that's all you can ask for. You just got to wait for those guys to develop. Um, weaknesses, though, they don't have that culture that that and it starts with Cliff Kingsbury, and I believe that's why that's why I believe he's holding this team back, because they lack that that culture. Um, you know, the this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to attack them. We're going to do it relentlessly, and they're going to bend to our will. It was kind of like, oh, this wasn't working the first few drives, so now let's try this and let's change this and then do this. And it's every week with them. They they have no. I'm trying to find the word. They they don't have like. They don't have an identity. Um, they, they don't know what they want to do. And that starts at the top with coaching and Cliff Kingsbury. They also have a piss poor run defense. Um, I mean, being straight up with you. Yeah, they have depth, but that's only because their starters are depth. Um, and, and, you know, Zach Allen, it, it's it outside of JJ Watt and the linebackers, it gets pretty ugly on the defensive line and linebackers can only do so much for them, but I think um, also, you know, an aging secondary, they, they don't really have that, the, the youthfulness that they have um, besides Buda Baker, you know, Malcolm Butler is aging, um, you know, he's slow, he lacks just the athleticism that he used to have, uh, Robert Alford as well, Darquez Denard as well, um, you, you just got aging guys that aren't going to, you know, aren't quick, aren't as quick as, as, as any playoff team would like. Um, but moving on to their schedule right now, they're over unders at eight and a half wins. And um, I think that's pretty appropriately, appropriately set. And you may be saying, well, look at all the talent on the roster. You were just talking about how they, they can be a really good team and how they're this talented. Well, they're also in a division with the LA Rams, San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. So, um, you know, it's, it's, these are all top 15 teams. Um, and, and it's just, I mean, let's just go through the schedule and uh, you, you guys know how tough that division is. Um, they start on the road against Tennessee and they come home against Minnesota. Uh, they're at Jacksonville at the Rams at home against San Francisco at the Browns at home against Houston at home against green Bay at the Niners, at home against Carolina, at Seattle. Then they have a late, late bye um, at Chicago, at home against the Rams, at Detroit, at home against Indy, at Dallas, and at home against Seattle. Um, man, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of these games, just you know, reading it over without any thought before I recorded this. It's man, these games could they th this team could be so good, they could be like a 12 win team, or they could be like a six win team. Um, you know, at Tennessee, that could go either way. I think Tennessee wins it because they lack the beef up front. I, I think Derrick Henry honestly runs down their throats. Yeah, you can have, have as athletic and as good linebackers as you want, but if Derrick Henry gets to the second level or gets to the edge. I mean, Isaiah Simmons might come in and, and knock the crap out of him on a play. But what about all the other 28 plays? Because he's going to get close to 30 carries against this team. I think they beat Minnesota at home. I think they beat Jacksonville. I think they lose to the Rams, especially in L.A. 
Um, I think they knock off San Francisco at home. I think they'll split the series with San Fran. Uh, but I think they lose to the Browns in Cleveland. They definitely beat the Texans. They're going to lose to Green Bay at home. They're going to lose to San Francisco on the road. I don't think that uh, second San Francisco will be close either. Um, they're going to beat Carolina. They're going to lose to Seattle in Seattle. Um, they are going to beat Chicago, but it's going to be close and low scoring. Um, they're going to beat the Rams at home. They're going to beat Detroit in Detroit. They're going to beat Indiana at home, although that could go either way. They're going to beat Dallas on the road, and they're going to lose to Seattle in week 17. So I have them um, beating uh, Minnesota, Jacksonville, the Rams once, the Niners once, Houston, Carolina. Um, they're going to beat the Bears, the, Gi uh, the um, Lions, the Colts, and Dallas for a total of 10 wins. Um, I see them losing to Tennessee, the Rams once, San Fran once, Cleveland, Green Bay, Seattle both times. Um, and, and that's going to wrap out their, their, um, their record, their seven losses. I think, again, I think they could beat Tennessee. I think they could um, beat Seattle once. I think they could, um, I think they could beat or lose to Indiana, though. I think they could lose to Dallas. I think they could lose to um, lose to Minnesota. I, I think they could definitely get swept by the Rams, the Niners, and or the Seahawks. I, I think all of those are in the realm of possibilities, and that's why it's such a polarizing team. And uh, if they finish off the season at six and eleven, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. I would say, listen, Cliff Kingsbury's got to go, um, barring some unfortunate strange odd circumstance where he's actually the only one <laughs> where he's the only one that's saving them from the number one overall pick um with that being said thank you all so much for watching and or listening to this episode of the sports headline show i have been warner sanker bringing you the arizona cardinals breakdown of their roster uh for our preseason power rankings stay tuned for the top 10 which will be coming shortly Thank you so much for listening and peace out.